We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Wednesday, it's February 16th, it is 2022. We have 11 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Gonna, gonna hopefully win some money. I don't think, I, I saw four bets outstanding. I don't think there's any way I can lose money today. Um, with all four or three of the four projected to still win. So, you know what? really can't complain. Been on a bit of a heater. Life life is good. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking like I'm going to – I was I was looking at prize picks. I'm going to have a few four for fives today. Um, Carl Anthony Towns under on his three-pointers got me, and Brissett got me on a couple. But four for fives Brissette. are still double-ups. I'm, I'm okay with double-ups. Yeah, Brissett absolutely crushed my soul. <laughs> I had I had every like PRA, PR, points, rebounds, assists. I had I had five bets out for him and every single one of them lost. And that's that's kind of the lone lone stain on my on my betting today outside Desmond Bang, which you know I can never be angry at that guy. <laughs> Riz reading scores and odds. I was like, uh, I saw Desmond Bang. I don't even need to look at who it is. <laughs> yeah, don't even need to look. All right, I mean, and it, John Morant was out. Like, Bain should have crushed, and then he shot like two for twelve. Yeah, it's crazy. So, all right, let's jump in here. Eleven games, a lot of back to backs, not a ton of lines out. Our favorite types of slate to talk about the night before. We start with Atlanta at Orlando. No total in this game. It is a back to back for Atlanta. We'll be waiting to see what they do here. On the Magic side, Fultz, Hampton, Isaac, Wagner, Moritz, Wagner, out. Um, I mean, I'm assuming John Collins is going to be out for this game. It doesn't sound like he's going to – it sounds like he's going to be out through the All-Star break for at least. Um, but it would be interesting to see, like, what they do with Trey and Cap- Capella and these guys. Assuming they all play, what do you like here for Atlanta? 
Yeah, assuming they all play. I mean, you can always take a shot on Trey Young. I am slightly worried about the blowout. I know I don't think we have a lineup for yet, but still going up against Orlando, even on the second of a back-to-back, I think Atlanta should be a pretty heavy favorite here. Trey can put up a big outing any given time. Orlando's terrible defensively. Um, Trey's fine. Bogdanovich is fine, but I think Capel's the main guy I'm looking at. Second of a back-to-back, not great. They played 31 minutes last two starts here without Collins in there. They should throw him in there a decent amount. I mean, a matchup versus Orlando is not really a tough one, but they do have some decent size. So I expect Capella, even on the second of the back-to-back, to get a full lot of minutes against a pretty solid overall matchup. Uh, Gallinari went off for a pretty big game. He's priced up to 4,600. Seems like it's still a little bit too low, considering he should end up playing a decent amount of minutes there. I don't hate a shot on him or Hunter just because of the minutes and the usage that is going to be there because Collins is absent. But I think Capel is my favorite play. Trey Young is fine in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, assuming everybody plays, I think you can look at Capella. I think you can look at Trey Young. He's probably not my favorite. It's an 11-game slate. So, I mean, you can be kind of picky. I hate I hate giant slates like this, especially with a ton of back-to-backs. Um, I mean, if Gallinari or someone sits, it obviously open up a few extra minutes for maybe Hunter or Bogdanovich, so pay attention to that. On the Orlando side here, I mean, Cole Anthony, he'll have big games from time to time, but he has not looked great. Um, Suggs' price is, you know, kind of right in that 6K range. I, I, I... I mean, if I'm looking at ceiling, if I'm looking at upside, Franz Wagner is the guy that I think has it. You know, he's not going to do it every night, but he'll have those nights where he's going to the free throw line. He's taking 15 plus shots. Um, what are your thoughts around the magic? Yeah, I don't hate Cole Anthony. I mean, he provides a little bit of upside. Suggs provides a little bit of upside. I mean, they're going up against Atlanta, pretty solid overall matchup for a guard. Um, I think Cole Anthony would be the one I would prefer of the two, but neither one of them are that intriguing in this spot they're just way too up and down um i think wendell card jr is a decent play here even at 7300 i know he's priced up a bit but he is coming off a 53 point game he's had 40 plus in two of the last four games going up against atlanta without collins there like and capel on the second of a back-to-back it's not the worst spot in the world i think that he offers a bit of upside i'm with you on wagner i think that he's a pretty decent play here don't love him don't hate him but I think Carter is probably my favorite play. Any one of them are fine in a game stack, but the blowout really worries me here. So I'm going to be surprised if I just full on stayed away from Orlando in the spot. All right. Moving on. We got Detroit at Boston. Boston just absolutely smashed um, Philly last night. This game has a 214 and a half total. Boston's a 13 point favorites. Uh, Boston's second end of a back to back. Detroit, Frank Jackson, Sabian Lee. Isaiah Livers and Chris Smith out looking at Detroit here first. Um, Grant, this is probably one of my least favorite games on the slate. I'm not even going to try to sugarcoat it. Yep. Let's skip it. Um, no, uh, but no interest in Detroit here. Like everyone's priced where they should be tough matchup going up against Boston. One of the worst matchups you can possibly get with Cunningham in there and Grant in there. Unless someone gets ruled out, there's absolutely no reason to play any of these guys. Like, they're all in a bad spot. There's more than enough usage going around with all these guys here. I mean, there's just no real point in playing anyone at all. I mean, if you're going to take a shot on anyone, my guess would be Marvin Bagley. 
at 3,600 is a cheapie. I mean, he should still play 20, 20 some odd minutes, but like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really the only person you should even consider here. Yeah. I mean, Bay's price is kind of right where it should be. Cade is, his usage is kind of all over the place right now. Uh, he's not shooting the ball the best, but he's not really getting like those big assists and stuff numbers either. So um, on the Boston side, I mean, we'll have to definitely see what happens with Marcus Smart. He sprained his ankle on Tuesday night. Um, I think Derek White is super interesting here at 5,800, especially if Marcus Smart were to sit. Um I mean, I don't know what to think about Robert Williams. Was it just, hey, we're going to sit him for the first end of a back-to-back, or is he actually hurt? So, um, you know, what are your thoughts here on Boston? I mean, if Smart ends up missing, I think you can take a shot on Derek White, potentially getting some more minutes here. Tatum and Brown are both fine, but it's match versus Dre. I think this game could easily blow out. It's a big enough slate where I don't think I want to take that risk here. Um like Robert Williams ends up sitting again, then I still don't know if I have any interest in Horford or Tice. Like I, I, I this is just ugly here. And I, I mean, I, I probably won't play anyone except for maybe white. If smart ends up missing. Um, yeah, it's kind of how I feel. I, I think if Williams were to sit, you know, it could potentially open up some extra minutes, but overall, um, I think White's the play here. Washington at Indiana taking on the Pacers. No total in this game. The Pacers second end of a back-to-back. Beal, Gafford, Porzingis out. Hachimura questionable. Starting here with the Washington side of things. Um, I mean... Kyle Kuzma, 8,600 now. He's kind of been the usage guy. He's been the, the upside slash ceiling guy. But now his price is kind of there. Um, what are your thoughts here on Washington? I mean, I probably wouldn't want to play anyone, but I'm always worried about a blowout with Washington at this point. But it's going up against Indy. Indy's been playing at a pretty big pace. They've been getting like a boatload of points to opposing teams recently. So, I, I mean, Denny Neto. Bryant, even like Kuzma, I'm fine with all of them. This is a pretty decent game stack here. It's probably what I'm going to be focusing on quite a bit for this game is just stacking it up because, like, I think this is going to be super high scoring game. I think the main guy I'd want to look at is actually Kuzma, even at 8,600, even being priced up. Like, he could potentially still have close to a 50 point game here. I mean, the shot volume's been there. There's probably going to be more shots in this game going up against Indy. No one's really going to be able to guard him that well. Like Kuzma is probably my favorite, but I really don't mind anyone in this spot. I mean, they're all going to get some run. They're all going to get some usage. No one's really priced up that much. And I can guarantee that Indy's going to give up a bunch of points. All right. Yeah. I mean, I agree. If it, the matchup was anybody else, um, I think Kespert's probably my favorite here at 4,300. Just kind of looking for some value. I, I mean, KCP, I think, is okay. He's not my favorite. And then on the, the Pacers side, you know, Halliburton, uh, he barely got there as far as, like, points, rebound, assist, prop um, yesterday. He had a terrible first quarter. Um, yep. You know, so I still think he is, is someone that we can look at. 
I think we go back to the well on Brissett. I think this is a great bounce back spot for him. He he struggled so much. Um, and I mean, I'm assuming that Isaiah Jackson's going to sit again. So I think that this is a great, you know, go back to the well type of spot. Yeah, I mean, everyone seeing Brissett just absolutely crapped the bed. Um, I'm I'm going right back to it. I mean, the guy was coming off two fantastic games prior to this, 47, 42 points. I, I have no problem playing him here again. Uh, Buddy Hyde, been doing pretty well so far in this offense, 6,200, no problem playing him. But Halliburton's been playing out of his mind. Like, he's been fantastic in this offense, 16, 6, and 17 assists in the three games. Or no, I guess that one was in Sacramento. Still 16 assists uh, the other night. He had eight, I think, last night. Um, getting points, getting every single category. I don't care if he's 8,400. It's going up against Washington. This game should end up staying close here. I, I'm I'm more than happy to play Halliburton, Brissett, and Hyde. All of them are fantastic plays. And main reason why I have interest in Washington. I think that it's just going to be no defense, just high-scoring game here. And it's going to be a blast with DFS purposes, even though these teams are terrible. <laughs> I mean, it could easily end up that way. We see that all the time. Um, so, Brooklyn at New York taking on the Knicks in this one. No total in this game. Knicks, neither one of these teams are on back-to-backs, um, but, I mean, on the Nets side, Durant, Harris, Kyrie, Simmons out. Barrett, Noel, Rose out on the Knicks side. Um, what are what are we thoughts? What are your thoughts here on the, the Brooklyn side of this game? I mean, the main three pieces. I mean, Curry had a great game the other night going up against Sacramento. I know this isn't an easy matchup. I don't love anyone here, but I think Drummond still provides some upside. Got 24 minutes in the last game. Could see him potentially getting more here. I know they ran a weird rotation. I think they – I don't even know if Claxton really – and I know he didn't play any minutes in the first half. I think he only had five total. So it seems like he's kind of out of the rotation. They prefer to use Drummond a bit more. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got some more minutes here. Um it's, it's pretty much him, Curry, and Mills, if you want to. I know Mills didn't have a great night the other night. I know Curry's eating into a lot of his usage. But they still could see him play a massive role in this game again um, and could end up putting up 10, 12 shots from behind the arc. So any of these guys offer some upside. Curry's definitely my favorite, followed by Drummond and then Mills. I'm probably staying away from LMA. I'm probably staying away from Griffin. I know Bruce Brown had a fantastic night the other night. And if you want to chase it, by all means, go ahead. Um I'm guessing he's going to be semi-chalky. He's not the worst player in the world. He's a decent salary saver. I'm still undecided whether I want to play him or not, but um, I think I prefer Drummond, Curry, and Mills. Yeah, I mean, Drummond, I think, has some upside if he were to get a few extra minutes. Um, played 24 minutes the other night. Only had um, 33 fantasy points, but, you know, super solid. And then you, you know, you mentioned Seth, you know, this game in the garden, you know, maybe gets up for this one. Um, but overall, not a not a ton of interest here. Don't mind Cam Thomas. Um, LaMarcus's minutes are kind of all over the place since he's come back. So I don't want to I don't know if I want to trust him playing big minutes. And then on the Knicks side of things, Julius Randle, 9700. Good matchup. 
you know, his usage and stuff has been up here recently. He's definitely been having some good games, especially since RJ, you know, kind of went out. And then I don't mind. I don't mind taking a shot on Quentin Grimes. 40 minutes the other night, over 35 fantasy points in back-to-back games, and he's probably still a little too cheap. Yeah, without RJ Barron there, it's definitely a massive boost to both Randall and Fournier in terms of usage. I don't mind taking a shot either of them. It's a good matchup going up against Brooklyn. Incredible. I, no problem spinning up for him. Just he's been on an absolute tear ever since the trade deadline. He I knows he's not getting moved. Might as well actually try now is my guess. Who knows? I don't know, but he's been playing so well without Barrett there. The usage should be there. And Fournier, he's been shooting quite a bit recently without Barrett. Um, expect him to do it again. I know he had that off night going up against Portland, but 50 points in the last one. I have no problem playing Fournier at 6,500, but yeah, you're right there with Grimes. Going to play a boatload of minutes without Barrett in there. Spot opened up the rotation. He's been playing pretty decent recently. So Grimes is definitely a pretty solid value play at 4,100. If you want to take a shot on Kemba, I know that you can't trust his minutes. I don't think he got any run in the fourth quarter because I, and he didn't do anything in the second half. I know this because I had the under 10 and a half points for him. I thought that was done for when he had nine in the first half, but just can't really trust his minutes. But if you want to take a shot on him in tournaments, I mean, 4,600, if he gets his normal 27 to 30 points, then you're still fine. But I think you're better off taking a shot on Grimes, Fournier, or Randall. Moving on, we got Sacramento at Chicago. 233 total here. Chicago, a five and a half point favorite in this one. Lonzo, Caruso, Levine, Williams out, green questionable. Kings, Jeremy Lamb is questionable, but they're pretty healthy here. Uh, starting with the Kings first, what are your thoughts here on Sacramento? I really want to stack this game. I think it's going to be super high scoring. Both these teams have been giving up a boatload of points recently. Like, it should be an excellent spot for fantasy. I just have trouble figuring out who I want to play over on the Kings side. I mean, Sabonis had a terrible game the last game. Only played 26 minutes, but it was a blowout. Um, But I I have a feeling that this is just going to be a high-scoring game, so I want to get pieces of it. And I think, like, the only three that can really try – I mean, maybe you can go with Davion Mitchell. But Barnes, Fox, and Sabonis are the three guys. I know Barnes had an off night the other night. But he's been doing pretty decent since they traded away Buddy and Halliburton. Um, still think he's going to be in a decent spot here. Wouldn't be surprised if he puts up 20 real-life points and gets 40. He's probably my favorite, followed by Sabonis, followed by Fox. I really don't mind any of the three. I just think this is going to be a high-scoring game here. So I don't love the Sacramento side, but I'm going to be playing pieces in game stacks just because of how much I love this game environment. I think it's one of the best game environments on the the slate. Um, So I'm with you. It's just, it's so tough to kind of pay some of these price tags, but I I think the game environment's great. I think in large field tournaments, you can take some shots on DiVincenzo. Um, They, uh, they need him. I mean, they need the defense and he's 3,900. So I don't mind in large field tournaments uh, taking shots on him and then, the Chicago side, no Levine. You know, we we typically really like DeRozan and no Levine spots. Definitely don't mind taking a shot on DeRozan or Vooch. I think White and AU are both okay tournament plays. 
But outside of those four guys, I don't really want to play anybody else. I know Troy Brown is going to get minutes, but he just kind of sits in the corner. Um, what are your thoughts on Chicago? Yeah, I mean, DeRozan has had, what, 35-plus points in each of the real-life points in each of the last six games. Like, he's been fantastic going up against Sacramento. Great spot, high pace game, bad defense in Sacramento. DeRozan, I don't care if he's 10.4K. He's paying it off recently. I have no problem playing that price tag for him. Vooch has kind of come in and gotten a bit more usage with Olbean out. Not a bad matchup. Don't hate him. And I'm right there with you with White and Dosumu. Um, both of them are fine. I think I prefer White, but Dosumu had a little bit of an off game the other night. They're both a little bit too cheap, but we know exactly – who's doing what in this offense. And it's those four guys. And this is going to be a very high scoring game. I love stacking it up. And it's just those four pieces there. Moving on. We got Portland at Memphis. No total in this game. I mean, a lot of it is going to be determined here on John Morant playing or not. This is the second end of a back-to-back for Memphis. So we don't, we won't have that news anytime soon. Um, Bledsoe, Ingles, Lillard, Little, Dennis Smith Jr. out for Portland. Um, so, real quick, before we get into talking Portland, do we think this is like Memphis saying, hey, we're, we're going to give John Morant like a little bit of a longer break here and we don't see him? This is their last game before the All-Star break. I don't know. It's it's definitely possible. I mean, we don't. It's hard to speculate the night before, but it wouldn't surprise me either way. They said it was a true game time decision instead of just ruling him out well before the game. So my guess is they kind of want him to play, and they're like, eh, maybe we'll give him one more night. Maybe we'll give him a whole another week. Obviously, they don't really have to worry about things too much. They're one of the top teams in the West, and they're still sitting at third. Um, it's a match versus Portland, so like. Not like they don't have the depth to still win without Jaw in there, but I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. So I'm kind of putting it as a coin flip that he ends up playing. So I, I, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, they handled the Pelicans without him on Tuesday night. It, it just I think the game becomes a lot more interesting if Jaw sits for what it's worth. Um if job plays definitely worried about this game, you know, potentially staying close, but on the Portland side, I mean, I think you have to have some interest in Josh Hart. I think you have to potentially have some interest in Simons. He's been playing great here recently. My question marks are like justice Winslow. He's six K now and Nurkic is 8,800. We know he's capable of big games. Um, what are your thoughts here on Portland? Yeah, that's kind of the problem is it's not really a great matchup for Nurk going up against Adams here and then uh, Jaron Jackson. So I I, I don't I'm kind of right there with you. I really like Simons. I really like Hart, especially if Jaw ends up missing this game. Um, But like those those are the main two pieces. I'm not going to argue with Winslow. I'm not going to argue with Nurk. Winslow has been paying off his price tag. I mean, may not be scoring a ton of points, but he's getting a whole bunch of fancy points. He's getting a whole bunch of ancillary stats. He's been a solid piece in this offense and a solid piece of fantasy recently, but that price tag is just a little bit constrictive. CJ LB, don't know if I want to play him. Like, it's it's pretty much just Hart and Simons. And, I mean, Hart has been fantastic. He's my favorite piece of this team over here in Portland. Like, his role is fantastic right now, but Simons has been shooting just so well. Like, 11-plus 
shot attempts from behind the arc in each of the last three games, and he's been shooting out of his mind. 47 and 50 points over the last two games, 29 real-life points in each of the last three. These Hart and Simon are the, are the two guys that you want. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm leaning as well. And then on the Memphis side, if Morant plays, I definitely don't hate him in large field tournaments. If he sits, uh, I think you I think you go back to the well on Bain. I know he's your boy, and I know you're going to talk about how much you love him here. Tyus Jones obviously would be one of the best value plays on the slate. Played 32 minutes on Tuesday. Triple J, Brandon Clark, these guys have upside, but I, I mean, I think I'd stick to Tyus, Bain. Those would be my two main pieces, I think, for Memphis if Morant sits. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd add Jaron Jackson in there. Um, it's real simple. Like, he's going to get, he's already getting ancillary stats. He's going to get some extra usage. I mean, always a worry to foul out in any given game, but still doesn't matter. It's going up against Portland. Like this is going to be a fast paced game. This is going to be a high scoring game. If it ends up staying close, then these guys are going to get there. Like Tyus Jones is pretty much a lock and load. Don't even think about it. If Ja ends up missing Bain, I know he had a bad shooting. night. I know he's had a few bad shooting nights, but if he gets hot, he could end up with realistically over 50 points in this spot here. I'm going to lock him in most likely tomorrow. If Ja ends up missing, I don't care how it went. This is a good matchup going up against Portland. He should have no problem scoring. And, I mean, the guy's statistically, what, 40% shooter from beyond the arc, and he just shot absolutely terrible last night. I, I, I'm just going to brush it off. But I do that pretty much every single day in slate. Um, gosh, I love that guy. But, yeah, I, I definitely have some interest in Triple J. And, I mean, if you really want to, it's not the worst idea in the world for Steven Adams. I mean, he's going to be out there a decent amount. He's coming off a big game here. He's coming off a few big games, actually. I think Steven Adams is too cheap at 5,400. I think they'd keep him out there a decent amount. And if Jaw's not in there, he's definitely in for a few extra minutes, too, I think. All right. We're moving on here. We got Toronto at Minnesota. No total in this game. Second end of a back-to-back for Minnesota. Toronto side, Van Vliet is questionable, which obviously could play a huge role. Um, Anthony Edwards hurt. I think he sprained his ankle um, on Tuesday night. I don't so think he plays. I highly doubt he plays. Sprained ankle last game before the All-Star break. I would highly doubt he plays here. So um, starting with Toronto first, Obviously, Van Vliet matters a ton. Um, you know, he's dealing with a knee injury. What are your thoughts here on Toronto? I mean, if Van Vliet ends up sitting, then just lock and load all the guys like Gary Trent Jr., OG, Siakam. They're all going to see an increase in usage without Van Vliet in there. I think all of them are very fine plays. They're probably staying away from the bigs like Boucher. I don't really have a lot of interest in regardless of Van Vliet plays like Thad Young is not going to probably play enough minutes. Precious there. Like, they have guys, big guys that are going to play the minutes, and then they're going to play Gary Trent Jr., OG, and Siakam, a boatload of minutes, and most likely Scotty Barnes, a decent amount of minutes. I don't hate him. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of just, like, Siakam's by far my favorite, followed by Trent, followed by OG. I mean, this is a matchup versus Minnesota. It's going to be a high-scoring game here. It, it's, it's going to be a beautiful fantasy spot. For all of these guys, if Van Vliet ends up missing, if he ends up playing, then kind of a downgrade to all of them, but all of them are still in play. Siakam would still be my favorite, followed by probably Van Vliet. But if Van Vliet out, is out, that's just a massive usage hole against a 
big pace team that's not really great defensively. I love Gary Trent. I don't care who's playing. I like Gary Trent a lot in this spot. I think that he's one that you're definitely going to be wanting to look at his three-point prop when it comes out. Um, I think this could be a monster, monster spot for him. And if Van Vliet sits, I love OG um, a lot. So Minnesota side, I mean, under the assumption thinking that, I, I mean, we're both kind of in agreement here. We both think that we're going to see uh, Edwards sit in this game. I think if that happens, you have to look at like Russell. And we don't even know if Beverly will play the second end of a back-to-back after playing 36 minutes on Tuesday. So, I mean, Russell, obviously McDaniels might be interesting in this spot if Edwards sits and Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, great spot last night against Charlotte against one of the worst teams against centers and he's 10 K maybe some recency bias. Um, I think my favorite play assuming that Edwards sits though is going to be McDaniels at 3,500. Yeah. Yeah. McDaniels should be in for a lot of minutes, decent amount of usage without Edwards in there. Um, he's definitely a very solid play. I mean, Pat Bev, I mean, it's, it's tough to know if Pat Bev's going to play and that could, Definitely open up some minutes and some usage. Um, but I think Russell and Towns are regardless in play. I'm, I'm just full on under the assumption that Edwards ends up missing. And Cat and Russell are in for a smash spot here, even at the price tags. Both of them should do fantastic in the spot, own all the usage pretty much on the entire team. I like both of them a lot. Right there with you, McDaniels. I mean, maybe Beasley ends up getting a decent amount more minutes and he should get some more usage. I don't know. I don't know who else. Like, kind of depends on the Pat Bev news. Yeah, I mean, if Beverly and Edwards are out, I, I really like Russell as well. Um, I mean, you could potentially take some tournament shots on, like, Malik Beasley if that starts to happen, too. Um, or McLaughlin, I, I think, could – see a bump in minutes here. So a lot of options if we get start getting like Edwards and Beverly ruled out here. San Antonio at OKC taking on the Thunder. No total in this game. Dort is out. SGA is out. Robinson Earl and Kendrick Williams are also out. And then Trey Jones is doubtful for San Antonio. Looking at the Spurs side here first, I mean, DeJounte, 11K, going up against the Thunder. Potal, 7K, going up against the Thunder. I mean, the prices might scare me a little bit. And, I mean, I love DeJounte. Don't get me wrong. I love playing him. But these prices are kind of right on these guys. Yeah, I know. It's a little bit tough to play him at 11K, like Potal was fantastic for a while, and he's kind of come back to earth. I guess a very good matchup going up against OKC, but this does have the potential to be a blowout here without Dor, without SGA, so I don't know if this game's going to stay close. Kelton Johnson's been pretty decent recently, had a rough game the last game, but has had a lot of points recently. It's a solid match versus OKC. I'm just worried about the blowout. I don't think I want to go with Vassal, McDermott, Walker. Um, it would basically be the three main guys, but I think really if you're doing that, you, you pretty much have to bring it back with Giddy. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing Murray, I agree. I think you got to you got to play Giddy. Um, 
on the OKC side of things, I mean, Giddy's usage is just going to be insane. I think it's the best way to put it here with Dort out. Uh, Baisley, 6,500, I think he is still playable. I don't – I mean, Trey Mann is another guy under 5K I think you can look at here. A lot of pieces out here for the Thunder. Um, I mean, Isaiah Roby should play around 25 minutes too at 3,400. Yeah, I think you can play Roby. Baisley's playing a boatload of minutes, 6,500, considering the guys had 40 minutes in each of the last three games. I think you can definitely use him as a game stack piece or just alone. I don't even hate it. Giddy, like, Giddy looks fantastic. Two triple doubles in a row. Like, taking a boat, took 22 shot attempts in the last game. Like, San Antonio is a high paced team, not really great defensively. Like, Giddy is a. Uh, is a pretty solid overall play, but I'm mostly just focusing on Gideon Baisley in the spot. All right, Houston at Phoenix. <laughs> 234 total. Phoenix is a 15 and a half point favorite in this one. Phoenix second end of a back-to-back. Houston, I mean, they're pretty healthy here. Um, let's start with Houston. Is there anything here that you like? Nope. Nope. I mean, I think this game's a blowout. And all these guys are priced where they should be. If you want to throw them in a game stack, that's fine. You can throw in Porter. You can throw in Wood. You can throw in Tate. You can throw in Green. I'm just full-on staying away from them in this spot. Yeah, I mean, if you're wanting to play Booker or Paul, I think you got to play, like, Kevin Porter Jr. on the other side. But, um, yeah, I, I I, I think I pass. You know, Dennis Schroeder is is someone I'm going to be watching his minutes here with him in Houston. But yeah, I just there's nothing here for me. I they just, don't have any reason to play him. They don't want to win. No, I know. I just like this. Just seems like a spot you just stay away both sides. So, and I'm definitely out on Phoenix. I got no interest in them. Booker and and Paul just so expensive in a game that shouldn't stay close. So unless some people start getting ruled out, this game's just even with this massive two thirty something total, just not a game I want to play. Yeah, I could see playing Aiton. I could see playing any of these guys, but it would just be a game stack. But so I'm I'm probably full on staying away. Denver at Golden State two twenty four total here. Golden State is a six point favorite in this one. On the Denver side, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. out, Monte Morris questionable. On the Golden State side, Draymond, Iguodala, Wiseman still out. So looking at Denver first, I mean, who who stops Jokic in this game? Um, I think is the biggest question. No one. Yeah, Jokic I think is he has be Jokic. Team. If you can afford him, you throw him in. Yeah, that's I kind mean, of it, though. Yeah, that's kind of it, right? Like Barton, maybe in tournaments. If Morris sits, like. I don't really want to play Compazzo in this spot. Uh, I think it's Jokic. Yeah, and I think, let's see, what's his uh, his assist prop sitting at 8.5? I always hit it when it's 9.5. It's 9.5 in the morning, hit the under. Um, Golden State side, like, Curry is always a large field tournament play. He'll have those nights that he shoots lights out and puts up 60-plus fantasy points. Kind of like Clay coming off of a bad game, finally shot the ball, 
really, really bad. I think this is a great bounce back spot for him. 6,600. I think he could go for 40 plus fantasy points here. Yeah, I think Clay's the main guy that I would end up going with. Went for 40 against the Lakers, 36 the game before, 34 the game before that, 42 the game before that. He's sitting at 6,600. I don't think that's a high enough price tag. Coming off a bad game, I don't expect a ton of people to play him. I think he's underpriced. Like you said, Curry's always in play. But with Clay and Curry playing, uh, I, I just don't really have any interest in anyone else on this team. Utah at L.A., taking on the Lakers where we finish out 227 total here. Utah is a four and a half point favorite. Rudy Gay is out. Everybody else is good to go. Carmelo is out. LeBron is questionable. None and Bradley are out. Um, Let's start with Utah. Gobert is back. The bad defensive Utah team is no more. Um, He makes such a huge impact. What are your thoughts here on Utah? Mitchell and Gobert. I mean, everyone's healthy. Some of these guys are still priced up a little bit too much from when Mitchell was out. Like they've all come pretty close down to earth, but I, I, I like, I never really have any interest in Conley, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, O'Neal, whenever Mitchell is playing, obviously I'm not playing Whiteside at 6k with Gobert in there is it's really just Gobert and Mitchell. And I like both of them a decent amount. I mean, the Lakers are a solid overall matchup. I think either one of them could put up 50 plus easily in this spot. Might not garner a ton of ownership being the late game. So Mitchell and Gobert are really it. I agree. And then on the Lakers side, I mean, if LeBron plays, I, I definitely don't mind him in this spot. I don't hate Anthony Davis. I definitely don't want to play Westbrook. And that's kind of it. I mean, for me on the Lakers side. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just LeBron if he plays for me. That's it. All right. Morning grind game. And then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you like on the cheap side today? I don't think I'm going to just go after the assumption that Ja doesn't play. I'm going with Tyus Jones. Yeah, I'm going to go Trey Mann. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today at the top? (sighs) That's a tough one. Tatum. Yeah, I just don't think that game stays close enough. I'm going to go Chris Paul. I don't think that game stays close either. Favorite 6X play on the slate? Uh, going to the assumption jaw doesn't play. Desmond Bain. <laughs> um, I like it. I want to go Clay Thompson in that Golden State-Denver game. I really like Clay today. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Of Sumo? Is that weird? I mean, it's a big slate. I think, yeah, I think that's fine. I'm going Brissett. I think he's going to be low-owned, recency bias. I think it's a great bounce-back spot for him. I hope that people don't play him. Yeah. Uh, any bets standing out to you here night before? DeRozan has a points prop of 32.5. I'm hitting the over. I've already hit the over. Like, I don't care. He's, he's hit this in like seven straight games. It's a match versus the Kings. I, I'm absolutely hitting that along. I'm probably hitting a few in that game. Probably hitting Barnes over 15 and a half points. Missed the last game, but it's hit in several games before that. And then the Harrison Barnes over five and a half rebounds. 
Um, trying to think of anything. I think Curry over 15 and a half points is pretty interesting. Um, and then, I mean, there's no one really going to compete with Jokic. I don't hate the over of 13 and a half rebounds for him. All right, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, if you guys haven't already checked it out, live locks show doing for scores and odds streaming tomorrow at two Eastern time. I'm going to be showing you exactly what I'm betting for the day at that point. Come, come check it out. Sounds like a terrible idea, but I would definitely do that. Um, I'm just kidding. It's a great idea. Make sure you head on over there. Check that out. That's going to wrap it up. This will be the last podcast for me. Grant will be hosting with will tomorrow's podcast, uh, Daytona 500 week NBA all-star break. Perfect time to jump in on the NASCAR. We have, cup xfinity trucks this week so if you're looking for content we have a nascar premium package here weekly monthly yearly until monday anyway for the yearly so check that out that'll wrap it up grant and will will be back tomorrow hope everyone has an awesome wednesday good luck we'll see you again tomorrow hey kids